Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Monday, August 28th, and we start with local news. There is currently a Smithsonian Institution Traveling Exhibition in Columbia, sponsored by the African American Heritage Society of Murray County and hosted at the Murray County Library. The exhibit is called Voices and Votes, Democracy in America. WKOM WKRM's Del Kennedy spoke with Murray County historian Joanne McClellan to learn more about what's in the exhibition. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This afternoon, I'm at the Murray County Public Library, and something really exciting is going on here. I'm with Joanne McClellan, who is our Murray County historian. And what we have here, what has come to Columbia, is a Smithsonian traveling exhibit called Voices and Votes, Democracy in America. It is quite comprehensive, and the reason it's here is because the Smithsonian chose our local African-American Heritage Society of Murray County to host this exhibit, and they have, including unpacking it and setting it up all by themselves. And what's really cool in my mind is that the Murray County African-American Heritage Society also put together a companion exhibit to reflect the events and persons in Murray County who go along with or parallel with this exhibit by the Smithsonian Voices and Votes, Democracy in America. Uh, Joanne, let's start with Voices and Votes, Democracy in America, the Smithsonian uh, exhibit. What does it cover? It's really sort of comprehensive. It covers the history of democracy in America from the Revolutionary War through the 21st and 20. 20th and 21st centuries. It has uh, six panels, and they all pertain to a certain portion of the history as as you walk down a historical timeline. So there's this great leap of faith which talks about the Revolutionary War and how back in the day only uh, people with land could vote. And then it walks through the vote, the one vote for one person and how the that changed over the years. So it really travels, the Smithsonian exhibit travels all the way from the Revolutionary War to the present time in terms of how America evolved, in terms of who could vote. In the beginning, only uh, white men, and uh, evolved where we are today with men and women uh, of all colors. And it's a, it's a long journey. Um, I believe you told me it takes about two hours to see and appreciate this exhibit. I think it does. I know my son was here, and I think he spent the entire time he was here in the library reading it. And he was very, very impressed with the detail of the history that is uh, that's displayed or um, reflected in these panels. Wow, it's really amazing. And this will be here. It's free and open to the public until October 1st. Yes, until October 1st, yes right here at the Murray County Library. Uh, Pretty cool, folks. It's right up front. You can't miss it, and you should come through and see it at your leisure. Joanne, let's take a stroll and see what we might uh, see and talk about. Okay. Joanne, we're in the local uh, part of the exhibit, and and again, folks, we have a traveling Smithsonian exhibit, but the African American Historical our Heritage Society of Murray County has put together a companion exhibit uh, covering the same subjects as they relate to Murray County. And the uh, 
African-American Heritage Society of Murray County's exhibit is called Voices and Votes, Citizens of Murray County. Joanne, tell us about it. Okay, well, we were really excited to do this. And since we have been studying African-American history in Murray County for so many years, we knew exactly what people and what we wanted to display here that matched this particular theme. Um, voting we saw as being very, very key to democracy and the rights of a citizen to select their leaders is like key to a key feature to democracy. So our whole exhibit here, starting from when President Lincoln said government by, of the people, by the people, for the people is democracy in America. And this is how we wanted to reflect what we wanted to show in our communion exhibit, the people who really played a role in this. All right. Let's keep strolling. All right, we're at a panel in the uh, local Murray County African American Heritage Society's uh, companion exhibit to the Smithsonian exhibit. But one of the things that we see in both exhibits is a concept called a leap of faith. Uh, And uh, Joanne, you tell me, but in essence, it was America started out as an experiment and uh, a leap of faith, and it evolved uh, as to uh, who got to vote uh, over the years. And is, have I got that right? Yeah, it was what were the principles and events that inspired the writers of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and, and just how the revolutionary was so new to the democracy and led the people and um, how the people would be included in this process of democracy in America. And the evolution uh, over the century over two and two and a half centuries as to how that how that leap of faith worked out it evolved it continued to evolve there were some advancements and then there were some declines in the um, democracy and then more advancements so it's not evolved over the 21st 20th and 21st century okay we're looking at a panel here from the uh, local companion exhibit called a leap of faith and uh, well, just tell us what it shows. Well, the as the revolution uh, for African Americans, the leap of faith was in the decision to fight in the Civil War. You know, Abraham Lincoln said that um, he Abraham Lincoln did a call to arms, and the African Americans answered Lincoln's call to arms. And we have a young man who was born and raised here that wrote in one of his documents called "Colored Man's Interest in the Present War." He said, "I sincerely trust." The colored people will never wait to be drafted, but volunteer to the man. While the white people has it, their civil and political rights, the colored people lose both and their freedoms beside. So this became, the Civil War became the beginning of the African-Americans' leap of faith in trusting the democracy of America. And this was, uh, you just quoted Edmund Kelly speaking in 1863, and he was a Murray County man. He was, he was born in Murray County. He was, uh, he was a slave. He uh, um, bought his freedom and the freedom of his family. He left here in the 1850s, but he always came back promoting um, the advancements of African Americans in this county. And what we have here is a photograph of a uh, Murray County War Memorial, which is on our public square. Uh, it previously contained, uh, I think, persons from Murray County who died fighting for the Confederacy, but the African American Heritage Society has done a lot of research and uh, has updated 
that uh, war memorial. It's a stone, an engraved stone, uh, which is on the Murray County Square. Tell us about it. Well, in 2013, we completed our research on the African Americans that fought for the Union during the Civil War, and we ended up with 88 names, and we uh, we received permission from the county to add these 88 names to this war memorial. We also have about 20 more names to go. In Murray County, about 400 formerly enslaved men fought for the Union. They answered Lincoln's call to arms. Well, let's keep strolling, Joanne. All right, again, uh, I'm with Joanne McClellan, Murray County historian, and we are looking at the companion exhibit uh, called Voices and Votes by the Smithsonian. Uh, and we're looking at the companion exhibit the local African American Heritage Society has put together to the Smithsonian exhibit. And we're looking at a panel now. Uh, which is called Loyal to the Union. Joanne, tell us about this. Well, this panel includes a young man named Samuel Arnell. He was the he was a postmaster here. He was a politician. He was also a slave owner. But he fought. Uh, he looked at the um, the situation here in Murray County and thought that slaves should be given their uh, freedom. And in fact, uh, a quote that he made in a newspaper called the Union Flag said that Tennessee forced in 61 into rebellion is back again into the Union. The colored people in the state have been clothed with citizenship and gaze today with a free look at heaven. Samuel O'Neill also with James Baird is the person that started the Freedman Bank and the African American Harris Society uh, put up a historical marker for the Freedman Bank at the corner of 6th and Main Street and for, for the Freedmen this was the first time that they'd had an opportunity to receive wages and uh, owning a bank account was a great source of pride for them. Wow, fascinating. Joanne, let's keep strolling. All right, again, I'm with Joanne McClellan, who is uh, with the African American Heritage Society here in Murray County and also uh, our Murray County historian. And uh, we're looking at uh, a companion exhibit that the local African American Heritage Society put together to uh, a Smithsonian exhibit, which is here in the Murray County Library. They're both about voices and votes. But we're looking at a panel here regarding Murray County history called Appeal to Lovers of Freedom, and it was regarding a, a man named Edmund M. Kelly, uh, who was a Murray County man, correct? Yes. Edmund Kelly was born in Murray County. Uh, he was, uh, as a student, he worked for one of the local boys' schools, and uh, actually he paid the boys with candy to teach him to read. So he didn't learn to read and write until he was 16 years old. But he ended up being a member of the National Baptist Association, and um, I found a lot of his information filed with the uh, Lincoln Papers at the Library of Congress. This one document that I found he calls the appeal to lovers of freedom. And he's basically saying after the contentious election of 1876, when the uh, compromise of 1877 was established, he's, he was basically saying to the African Americans, education was important. Let's get schools up. Let's, let's um, not wait for people to sit around and do things for us. And he also wrote this quote that I find very, very interesting and like appropriate, at least for me, and it says, never vote for an unqualified man because he is white or colored. Be he friend or foe, 
never vote against a qualified man, whether colored or white, if he is true representatives of your principles. And I think that's very, very important to the way we vote today. And Edmund Kelly, um, he ended up always coming back to Murray County. He came back to establish more schools. In fact, he established the church and school that's in Spring Hill called Mount Zion on Les Chapel Road in like the 1870s. So he officially left in 1852, but he was back here all the time. This was like one of his home bases. Well, and you were quoting Edmund Kelly in 1876. And folks, Joanne and I have been talking about what happened in 1876. Uh, we had a contested election between Tilden, uh, the Republican, and Hayes, the Democrat. you got to remember the parties were the opposite back then, they, 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 if you compare them to today. And uh, they, they had an electoral crisis, uh, uh, counting the uh, electoral votes uh, in the Congress. And they reached a compromise and elected um, Tilden, the Republican, uh, to the presidency. And... I think arguably avoided uh, a resumption of the Civil War at that time. How did Edmund Kelly feel about that? Well, I would think that he felt really good about it because of um, how he continued to push um, advancing the African-Americans in the in his community, the community where he grew up. So I think he probably felt okay about it. But everybody was probably conflicted in a way, you know. It's, and it's again, and again, and then, and again, this is all part of that journey, uh, starting with the beginning of America up to the present day, that leap of faith. That, that leap of faith. And that's one thing about the African-Americans that I have started, they studied. They have, they were grounded in their faith. They were devoted to their families, and they believed in, in education. And they wanted to really make them away from themselves. And I thought, I think that Edmund Kelly was just, that was his uh, mode of operation. Let's make a way for ourselves. You know, let's be grounded in our religion and our faith. And um, it was just important to him. Wow. All right, Joanne, let's keep walking. Okay, we're moving along through the exhibit here, and again, I'm with uh, Joanne McClellan, Murray County Historian, also with the African American Heritage Society of uh, Murray County, and we're looking at the Murray County Companion Exhibit that uh, Joanne and Tom Bryce and others have prepared uh, to go along with the Smithsonian Exhibit, and I, I find this part of it most fascinating, the, the local angle of what happened in Murray County. Joanne has brought me to a panel now called Voting Laws. What's this about, Joanne? Well, this Dr. A.T. Braxton, not from Murray County, but he lived here for a long time. He was a member of the Murray County Republican Party, and he was president of something called the Hughes uh, Rosewood Republican Club. And he attacked the Dorsch Law. The Dorsch Law was a literacy test and prevented other people from not being able to vote because of their color, because of their age or whatever. So the Dr. Adwell T. Braxton's comment I, I like, and it says that 20 years from now would see the separate coach law, the partisan ballot laws, and other laws against the Negro in the South repealed. And, he, and Now, he said that in 1900, so he was right, but he was about 50 or 60 years off. Right, right. But by the time, between 1870 and 1955, there were about 20 um, Jim Crow laws that were implemented in the southern United States. But yeah, he was he was sort of off. But uh, we finally caught up. I don't, with I don't him. think he. I think he was very prescient. He just. I mean, he just. Uh, he, he, timing he, his timing was off. Yeah. yeah, his timing was off. But we caught up with him with his with his way of thinking. 
eventually. And, and he was a physician and, and political activist, right. and he was a, an active uh, Murray County Republican. And I don't think most folks realize that uh, from 1860 and on up into after the Second World War, uh, the black community was largely Republican. Yeah, that is true. I found a statistic that said that uh, there were at one point about 2,500 African Americans who were members of the local Republican Party to about 200, uh, 250 uh, white people. So they were active Republicans. Yeah, and made sense because uh, the Republican Party and Abraham Lincoln had been instrumental in their freedom. Right. My first grade teacher, she just loved Abraham Lincoln, and she constantly talked about Abraham Lincoln and the uh, fighting for the the freeing the slaves. She was um, a teacher in the rural country school, and she was born in like the 1890s or something, and she was a teacher. Her dad was a teacher, and she always talked about Abraham Lincoln. Now, you grew up at Theta, and you were in a segregated an African-American school. Right. I grew up in the Theta community, and we had one of the largest Rosenwald schools. The Rosenwald schools were established by Julius Rosenwald in Booker T. Washington, and according to some records, our school was one of the best in the county if you follow the newspaper clippings. So, But um, my teacher was a wonderful teacher. She, uh, Her name was Scotty Foster Brown. And in fact, while we're talking about at the Rosenwald Schools, the Tennessee State Museum has an exhibit called Building a Better Future, the Rosenwald Schools, and the Murray County Rosenwald Schools, the Theta School, and Curlyoka and Sandy Hook Schools are featured in that museum. And and the Rosenwald Schools were, uh, again, uh, I guess mostly the early 1900s, where a philanthropist (laughs) named Rosenwald provided uh, money to start schools for African Americans. Yeah, that's true. And it was like one-third, one-third, one-third. The Rosenwald gave a third, the community gave a third, and the African American community was expected to give a third, and what they basically did was donate land and labor to build the schools per a specific floor plan. Wow. Fascinating story. All right, let's keep strolling, Joanne. All right, Joanne, I think we want to talk about one last panel here, and again, what I find most fascinating is the companion exhibit uh, the African American Heritage Society of Murray County has done uh, to the Voices and Votes Smithsonian exhibit, which we're standing directly next to, and it's a wonderful exhibit. Uh, but uh, I'm drawn to what happened here in Murray County. Uh, and so this panel is called Fighting for Freedom. Tell us about it. Well, this this was uh, panel is about John H. Kelly, whose father was Edmund Kelly. And John H. was uh, he was, wasn't born here. He was born in um, Massachusetts, but he came back to visit his family. And he became the, he saw that there was a need for educators here, so he became um, the founder, actually, of the College Hill School back in 1880, in the 1880s. And his quote is, uh, and this was, this quote was written uh, at the time I think he was retiring from teaching, and he said, "The past is secure, but the but of the future, who can tell? It is only in the bosom of the great God above who knows what the future shall be. We will not give up, not surrender a foothold of the vantage of." vantage ground of freedom and i think that's a uh, very very um inspiring uh he was um it's just very in- inspiring he um was the first principal of the college hill school wow and the, he's speaking there in 1913 so he was active uh with the college hill school uh and uh, uh education for 
uh, African-Americans here in Murray County in the early 1900s. Right. He also started something because there were a problem with finding African-Americans to teach in the rural schools or in the college field as far as that. So he founded something called the Murray County Colored Teachers Institute. And this was uh, a school, a summer session that uh, trained teachers in the art of teaching. And after the training session, someone from the state would come down and administer tests to determine whether or not they were qualified to teach in the schools. So it's, um, it was, it was, and that, um, Teachers Institute survived for, I think, about 30 years in Murray County. So it's exciting. Yes, it is exciting. Well, I think we, we could just stroll on forever, Joanne. But, uh, you know, again, this is Delp Kennedy, Front Porch Radio, with Murray County historian Joanne McClellan. Uh, she's a member of the African-American Heritage Society here in Murray County. We're looking at uh, uh, two exhibits called Voices and Boats. Uh, one of them is a traveling Smithsonian exhibit, which is comprehensive. Uh, and covers from the very beginning of the Revolutionary War all the way up to present day, the evolution of voting rights in America. And then uh, the companion exhibit by uh, the African American Heritage Society of Murray County explores the same things. Truly a fascinating way to spend the afternoon. And Joanne, this is all open, free, and to the public at the Murray County Library until October 1. Yes, that's correct. Uh, one thing, if I may, I would like to add that the African American Heritage Society is in the process of building a museum and cultural center. So exhibits like this and other exhibits that we have available will be on display uh, at our museum when we're able to find a place and build a facility. Uh, the other two exhibits that we have, one's called Path to Freedom, that was established in 2016. And the first year on the road, it was on the road for 280 days in Murray and surrounding counties. It was even as far west as Haywood County. We have another exhibit that's called Education, the African-American Experience, which is relatively new. And we uh, that ex- exhibit was on display this February in uh, at the Murray County Public Library. It's going to be going to other sites very soon. All right, folks, the African-American Heritage Society of Murray County is open to anyone who would like to join, and they can also always use your support. Joanne, thank you. Thank you, Doug. Thank you. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have mostly cloudy skies today with a stray shower or a thunderstorm possible. The high will be 82 degrees with winds out of the northeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect mostly cloudy skies with a few showers after midnight. The low will be 67 degrees. The chance of overnight rain, 30%. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover more news from right here in your hometown. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer. And why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy. 
we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. The fair is back. Murray County Fair returns August 31st to September 4th. Rodeo air, jump and run competitions, and motocross. Check out live exotic animals and science shows in the free kids zone. And enjoy all the carnival rides, games, and food you know and love. Livestock shows, exhibitor competitions, the rodeo, and so much more. Don't miss the Murray County Fair, August 31st to September 4th. On Facebook and Instagram at Murray County Fair and Exposition and online at murraycountyfair.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Don Sunquist, a former congressman and two-term Republican governor who led Tennessee during a time of dramatic changes to its social safety net and a fight over a state income tax, died on Sunday. He was 87. Sunquist died Sunday morning, surrounded by family at Baptist East Memorial Hospital in Memphis following surgery and a short illness, according to a family spokesperson. His family confirmed his death in a statement issued through the office of Governor Bill Lee. 
Sunquist was the 47th governor of Tennessee from 1995 to 2003 and represented Tennessee's 7th congressional district in Congress for 12 years. Funeral plans are not yet finalized. The former governor will lie in state at the Tennessee state capitol before he is laid to rest in Townsend, Tennessee, where he lived for many years. And now our final story of the day. The Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum celebrated the opening of its newest exhibition, Patty Loveless, No Trouble with the Truth. The exhibit explores the life and career of Country Music Hall of Fame member-elect Patty Loveless, tracing her story from a musical prodigy to a Grammy award-winning country music star who carries forward the sounds of her Appalachian roots. The exhibit, which will be open from now through October 2024, is included with museum admission. The exhibit includes stageware, tour memorabilia, manuscripts, set lists, instruments, photographs, videos, posters, advertising pamphlets, and more. You can learn more at www.countrymusichalloffame.org. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.